Hey everybody, welcome to This Board Game Life, episode number 62, called Year 13. This is a show about gaming, board gaming, card gaming, any kind of tabletop gaming, who knows what else. I'm one of your fine hosts for today. My name is Rob, and with me as always, I got my good buddy, Mark. Hey Rob, how you doing this fine, fine day? I'm I'm doing good. <laughs> I'm doing good. Almost the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, getting ready for 2024, just around the corner, just in a little bit over two weeks. And uh, I'm sure is that three weeks, about two Dude, and a half weeks. Two days. In two days, two days from right now, in less than 48 hours, or in 48 hours from right now, I will be sitting at the airport waiting to pick up my daughter coming home from college. And then a (laughs) couple days after that, I'll be back at the airport to pick up my son, my oldest son. So I am like so excited. This is a great week for me. Awesome. (laughs) That's because you can't wait to see your kids, not just because you're getting your game group back together, right? Uh, Don't answer that. Don't answer that. Don't incriminate yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Just come home straight from the airport and you got like a game set up on the table. <laughs> Dude, I'm gonna have one in the car. We're gonna play something on the way back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, like those games that they have where like, oh, you can play these on a airplane tray, you know, the small yeah. from factor games. It's like, yes, we can do that in the car. <laughs> exactly. They're like, called travel for a reason. <laughs> yeah. And you're like hold, hold the wheel. Control? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's actually, that's why they invented self-driving cars. There you go. There you go. Or Uber. No, yeah, take an Uber. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I can buy several games. Lots of games for the cost <laughs> of an Uber. That is true. That is true. I have a long drive. So Yeah, that's true. So anyway, I'm sure we got a lot to talk about this episode. Uh, year 13, which is uh, good year 13. Not, it's not a bad number or anything like that. So let's get rolling with stuff. So uh, I'll do my to the table thing. Uh, just uh, what I've been playing uh, hasn't been a whole lot. And uh, one is uh, that I want to talk about is um, we got to play Castles of Burgundy. Yes. Remember? And uh-huh. uh, yeah, yeah, we played it on uh, on BGA, Board Game Arena. And uh, I held off talking about this because I've been like really curious. <laughs> what were your thoughts about that game? I know we talked about it a little bit. And, you know, you can go on and on about how I beat you by one point. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can gush about how you lost by one point. Oh, thanks, to Rob. The I only lost to the master. <laughs> no, yeah. no. Um, I still think you kind of uh, let me do that. So, but yeah, that's right. It was a one point victory. But um, I thought the game played really well on BGA. So it did. I've only played it once before. That was at Gen Con. You were teaching the board game for the first time. And I actually didn't play the whole thing because um, that was our last day there and they were closing the retail hall and I wanted to run back in and (laughs) do one more. Like, like I really needed, I had two suitcases full of games that I really need another one. But you went back by Lorcana, right? Ravensburger booth or something, I think. Um, 
No, I think I was looking. I was looking for this game, Castles of Burgundy. I thought you oh, had yeah. said you, you had seen it. Or I something, had. I think, <clears throat> yes, but I don't think they had it for sale or anything. Yeah, it was not for sale. It was one of the Kickstarter companies. Maybe it was GameFound or something like that. So they had a box there. It was or yeah. whatever the platform was that. Uh, that they went through Africa. I think it was game found. Okay. So I don't know. Somehow I misunderstood. I, 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 and I was like, I'm going to go grab this. And, um, I went looking for it it and find it. (laughs) So, yeah, because you, I know you had ordered this special edition and I was like, Oh, if I can buy the special edition here, I'll have it before Rob will. And it's his favorite game of all time. And (laughs) that would just, I rub it in his face and, I couldn't find it because it didn't exist there <laughs> in, yeah, in, in yeah. sale form. So I came back and Brun had taken over uh, for me. And then I came back and him and I were just, I was just kind of watching him finish up. And, uh, um, and I just remember I was exhausted. I was really yeah. tired. So I was having a hard time following the game. Yeah. Um, and, but, but and dude, just imagine with that box, right? With that oh. box, if you had actually, I mean, how would you even get that back home? <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. It's it's a big one, so that's what she yeah. said. Um, but uh, so before we played, so I I had someone in my game group wanted to play, and I've been wanting to play it. So it's like, okay, I've got to learn this. So I was watching some videos like several times, watching a couple of different ones. One was a Rodney Smith's how how to play, going through setup and explaining it, and then I watched the. Um, Gosh, I can never remember the other one, but I watch all their videos too. Um, watch it played? No. Yeah, watch no, it played. That's Rodney's. That's Rodney's. No, that's show. Rodney. So then I the other one was with Lincoln and Nikki and oh, uh, that's the uh, board game geek show uh, game night. Yeah, game night. That's right, game night. I don't know why I can never remember that name of that show. So I watched theirs several times, just kind of watching them play. Again, explaining setup and stuff. They do a great job, and I like that because they do the setup. And then, um, especially on a harder game like this, to watch them play it is very helpful. So so I had – and I was reading through the rule book. And then so when we played, um, you were giving me like a rundown, and it was like, okay, I got this, I got that. And you explained some things I still didn't quite understand. And so I had a much better grasp yeah. of the game than, the, of course, the very first time. And I know I was asking some questions as we were going through and, and it was great. Cause I, you told me to put it on like a, like no time limit so we could talk. And, um, but I still, the game, I think we spent like two hours, um, which really maybe was long for two players because when we had four the following night that I played it, um, we did like, I want to say it was two and a half hours total, um, which isn't bad considering two of the people had never played it. Um, there was a, a lady with us who had played it and has the game. And then me, it was only my third time, maybe one, really my second time playing. Cause the first time right. I can't really count it, but, yeah. um, the BGA I thought went really well. What I really liked was that it tallied everything for you. <laughs> like, like you just instantly. did your moves yeah. and it was like, boop, here's your points, <clears throat> which was, I found to be a struggle. And thankfully I had someone there who knew how to play. And she was helping me with like, okay, that's worth points. And here's how you score this. And 
So it, um, but the BGA of just kind of doing that for you, um, was really nice. And it was interesting because when we did finish the game before it did its final tally, I was ahead, but I'm like, I knew, I knew something. I'm like, yeah, Rob's got all his bonus points and he's going to come. And so, you know, you did end up winning, but I was really surprised. And I remember asking you, did you just take it easy on me? Cause I only lost by one point. Um, and, uh, and I really felt like maybe you just took it easy on me. <laughs> no, so, no but, there, there's times where you really get hindered. I mean, it's not just a castles of Burgundy thing. I mean, it's a, a lot of games are like this where like, for example, um, in castles of Burgundy, you might do a die roll and you can't do what you want because you can't take pieces or you can't place them. That's why it's really important to have workers, right? Cause then you can yeah. really open up, you know, what you can take and what you can do. But, uh, there were, there were a number of times where like what I really wanted to do was just out of reach is I just did a poor die roll. And it's like, at that point you got to go to plan B and make the best of the yeah. situation. You know, some people might argue, well, that's randomness. Well, yeah, that's that's life. <laughs> you just just adapt yeah. so you know whatever you can. But um I was kind of thinking about it afterwards and what really helped you was you were selling all of the goods. And I want to say you had like 35, 36 points just from goods. I had nothing. I, I think yeah. I sold only one stack of goods and that's just because I it's like my only option, my only good option that I could do. And, um, and I think that that's really what got you. Cause that was, I mean, that was what one fifth of your points, probably one fifth um, to one sixth of your points. I had, was uh, yeah. Good. I mean, I had 161, so, but it, there were a lot of goods I was getting. And yeah. the, the one thing I really like about this game is so first of all, I don't regret buying the special edition, even though I really didn't have but that one exposure to it. Yeah. And my initial exposure to it really wasn't good because yeah. the original game board, the colors, I'm not colorblind, but the tan and the yellow are so close to each other yes. that I was really struggling like, which is which? And I'll say even now the new version is got a lot more vibrant colors, which I really like. But even then I've had people that were sitting there the other night going, well, which one is this? And it's like, cause of the tan and the yellow, it's like why they did a tan and a yellow is beyond me. Yep. That's been There's a sweat. long, yeah. Huge complaint. 65 million colors. And you, you had to pick two <laughs> that were so similar. They, they really should have done something different for one of them, you know? Yeah. But I um, agree. But the the special edition does make it a lot easier to there's still moments where I had to stop and look like, oh, but once I also know that, OK, I know the difference between what you know, the yellows are, the special bonuses and the tans are the buildings that that helps. Um, but I don't regret buying the game. It was very expensive. I did not get the all in, I guess, because um, I didn't get the acrylic tiles. And now I want them, <laughs> but you can't find them anywhere except eBay for like 500 bucks. And I'm like, I don't want them that bad. 
Um, and I've learned my lesson. You don't buy stuff like this on eBay. Yeah. So, um, but, uh, I've got all the nice stuff except my, all my tiles are still the cardboard. Um, uh, I've got something. Oh, the, the goods are actually like wooden tiles. So those are upgraded, but like your, the tiles you put on your, um, Dutchie are still the cardboard, but they are bigger. Um, I like that they're bigger sized. Um, and the, the interesting thing is I, this when we first played at Gen Con, I'm really like, again, a lot of it was that I was tired, but it was also a lot of, like I've mentioned this before with you, a lot of the games you like seem to be these Euro games that I tend to kind of like, you know, like I'm not growing into them. You got to grow into them. Really? It's well, they don't seem to be like, Catan is not something I'm really thrilled at. My, my, my oldest son loves it. I'm sure I'll get a round or two of it in when he comes home. Um, but he loves the game. And, um, but I, I've played it and I was like, eh, you know, it's okay. It's just not yeah. me. And I kind of felt that way about Castles of Burgundy. I was like, dude, there is so much going on. I'm lost. I'm confused. I don't get it. Um, but when we, when I played it again and when I had to teach other people last week, um, it, it was like, I found that I really do enjoy this game a lot. And what I really like about it is that no matter what is happening, the games, like you and I had an extremely close game. Um, when we played with these other four people, um, my score went up. I ended up with 182. So I, okay. I did gain like 21 points overall. Nice. The last place person was who had never played before was at 171. Um, I was helping her learn the game. Another guy who had never played but is like freaking phenomenal at games and usually wins a lot of our games. He kicked my butt. <laughs> he went to 197. <clears throat> and then the, the lady that had played before, she was at 225. She... And it was funny because at one point I was ahead and she was actually way behind. And then just all of a sudden, man, she just boom, leapfrogged people and then no one could catch her. But everyone really enjoyed the game. And that's what I what I like. Again, it's like really no matter what happens or something fails um, or you don't get, you know, someone took like I had there was like four or five cows tile in the middle in the black market that I was like wanting and someone took it. But I still ended up filling like my large animal area with all cows of high numbers um, and did very well with my animals. But it's like there's always other ways to like selling goods or, you know, completing all of the areas to get the bonus tiles or, you know, they're just get, you know, the bonus tiles of like, yeah, filling in all the green or filling in all the blue, you know, those bonus tiles. Then there's those yellow ones that might get you after game scoring or help you during the game to, you know, get, get more things. You know, you place this tile, you get to take a building or something, you know, there's, there's so many different ways to score that, you know, really are, you know, the lowest score we had was 171. The highest was 225. That's a pretty good gap, but you know, you, that was the experienced player. And the next one who was who'd first time play was at 197. That's not that big of a gap, you know. 
So, mm-hmm. and we play again, he'll probably whoop us all. <laughs> he's he's just that good of a player. Um, once he learned some things, and he even said he made some mistakes at the beginning because, you know, he was still learning it. So, um, but uh, yeah, it's a it's a fantastic game. I really am glad that you taught it to me. I'm glad I bought it. Um, if I if they ever do release the the acrylic tiles, I'll I'll pick them up. But uh, it's not a necessity. But um, yeah, it's and- just one of those. It it is in my this is my top game, and um, I have a feeling I'll be playing this quite a bit more. I had a guy who wasn't there ask today in our in our Discord group how it went. So I I might have to I might be breaking it out again this Wednesday. <laughs> so- there you go. So, so when, we'll when you guys when you guys played, did you play on uh, board one or board A? Yes. I forget if they're yeah. Yeah, so it was board one. Played. Okay. One of thirty. <laughs> Man, there's a ton of boards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In the special edition, man, mm-hmm. there was thirty, and they it was kind of a pain to find them because they didn't have like the ones together. The two they had four yeah. groups of one through thirty, and I was like. There's only one. There's only one number one. What the heck? I started flipping through. I was like, oh, I see what they did. Yeah. So I had to go digging stack. for all of them. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. And then someone was many... commenting. Sorry. One of the ladies was commenting, well, wouldn't it be more fun if we weren't playing on the same board? And I'm like, oh, they recommend we all play the same when we first start. Yeah. You know, just so. It just yeah. Gives so everybody, it's that first board that like we played. It's like yeah. very basic, and not in a bad way or anything like that. But it's it's simple, right? Right. You got some ones. It maxes out at uh, the regions at five. It's got a nice spread, and yeah. um, you know some of the other ones. Like if you flip through them, you can definitely see like the challenges that some of the boards will create. Like you know some of them have regions that are like eight big, which are you know a lot more difficult to fill in. Yeah. And stuff's dispersed all over the place. But yeah, like the original game, it only came with a couple boards, and then they released the whole bunch um, as expansions. Um, you know, various ways you get them in magazines or promos and <laughs> and stuff. But, you know, none of them are required. I mean, I still enjoy playing the first board, you know, even after all these years. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's really good. Actually, um, there's a term. Uh, <laughs> I think it actually got started with Castles of Burgundy. There's a term that's synonymous with Stefan Feld, which is the designer, and it's called Point Salad. Have you ever heard of that? Not the game. I know there's a I game called say, Point Salad. I've heard of the game. <laughs> yeah, AG. I love the yeah. game. <laughs> yeah. So, like, Point Salad, I, I mean, I don't know if it's really derogatory or something like that, but, I mean, they... Some people use it kind of as like a like a dig a little bit, but you know it, it's basically where any single move that you do nets you points somehow, <laughs> right? And, and a lot of his okay, I'm gonna admit a lot of his games do have that feel to it. You know, like uh, you know you you put down you know, a tile, you score points and, you know, you put down another one, score four points when you get this tile and then close off an area, you get points. So you keep racking up points. And, um, you know, in some ways 
that is satisfying. You know, it's, it, it is kind of nice to see your marker move up and it creates some tension, right? Cause it's like, Oh, Rob's in the lead. Oh, Mark took over, you know, he's like right in front of him. Oh, Rob took the lead by four points, you know? So it does create some, you know, tension to, you know, get some more points. And then yeah. there's the end of game surprise, right? Where, you know, when the, I'll call them end of game points for lack of a better term, you know, when those get tallied up, it's like, it doesn't matter who's in the lead, right? At that point, because <laughs> that can totally change. But, uh, but yeah, um, there was something else I was going to say. Oh, the, the thing I wanted to mention about the uh, acrylic tiles was the acrylic tiles feel really nice because I got the, I forgot what it was called, some of the J, some J version, like Jupiter or some, <laughs> I know it's not, it wasn't uh, astrological or anything like that, but, uh, <laughs> or astronomical, not astrological. But uh, that came with the tiles for the expansion, what the vineyards expansion, and it had all of the hexes. I think that was it. Yeah. So it had all of the sexes, not sexes, <laughs> hexes Whoa. as uh, as acrylic the tiles. Version. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, and I I I like the feel of them, but I don't know. Um, I think there are some advantages to the regular tiles, um, and primarily. When you have the, I forgot what they're called, but they're the yellow tiles, right? Which are, right. you know, four points at the end of the game, this and right. that. Because it has the explanation on the back of the tile. You know, so you can just, you know, pick up the tile, look at it and go, oh, yeah, this is what it is. You don't have to look it up in the book. But still, I mean, that's that's just a minor thing. And the acrylic tiles do make the game box a lot heavier too. <laughs> so there, oh, yeah. there, there is that because the acrylic tiles, they give you all of the hexes and then the vineyard double hexes, which are like two hexes like joined together on one side. So there's, there's, there's quite a bit. I mean, not, it's not way heavier, but you know, it still adds to it. Did you get the, uh, was it the Royal, the majestic pledge? No. What was that royal? One? No. Let's see. There's the special edition. That's the base one. Looks like the royal had the tokens upgrades, and the majestic did. But the majestic is like the big big boy. Looks like includes everything. Did you get a playmat? A three um, yes. neoprene playmat too. Yes. And that the was royal, that's the royal nice, pledge but... had that. That's the lowest one. The royal has it. So you must have had the royal, because um, it comes with all stretch goals, the neoprene mat, the acrylic tokens upgrade. Then above the next one above that gives you like a third terrain pack. Looks like actual ships, like actual plastic ships on tiles and sh real sheep on their green. <laughs> uh. So. And some kind of castle. There's like a real castle here looking thing. 
I don't know what that is. I didn't get that myself. Okay, so here, let's see. So there's... Oh, these are all expansions. I'm looking at the campaign. Okay, so there's special edition. And there's then the... no minis. Royal Sundrop. I think that's the one that I got. The Royal well, Sundrop edition. Well, there's Whatever also Majestic Sundrop, Sundrop edition. <laughs> yeah, not no, it was not the Majestic. Yeah. So still that's nice. I want to see that when I come out in February. I'd like to oh, see wow. acrylic tiles. Yeah, it's got like the 3D sheep. Right, yeah. Um, train. Let me see. Majestic. Isn't that kind of cool? <laughs> yeah. Now we're both like, oh, we should have gone all in. <laughs> oh, Take I like my the money. Game, but <laughs> <it's>, oh. <laughs> that would be cool. So I do have the castles. Do you have the, the castle miniatures? I do have like little <clears throat> red castles. Yeah, they don't look like that one that's in the picture, but I do have these little red castles, which I almost don't like because the tall one's actually pretty tall and it kind of like, it's almost like you're looking around it. I almost prefer the tiles and it's the only thing you're sticking out there that is not a little tile. Yeah. So, but we used them. Why not? <laughs> yeah, but exactly. It's, it's yeah, it's a really fun game. <clears throat> I really like it a lot. No, so. that's. I'm, I'm glad you enjoy it. It's yeah. The 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 thing that I really enjoy about it too is that it's it's interesting. You know, you could almost argue that it's like multiplayer solitaire, right? Because you're concentrating on your own duchy, and that's you're, there's not really a whole lot of interaction other than people just taking your stuff. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That happens From, several times. Yeah. But, uh, <clears throat> you know, it's it's an overwhelming game when you first look at it. Like, holy smokes, what the heck is going on? And it, like you said, it doesn't help that the colors are so close to each other. <laughs> yeah. And, and if you're colorblind, it's even worse. But, uh, yeah. But, uh, but once you learn the rules, it's actually fairly simple. Do you know what I mean? It's it, like it, yeah, it it is. That's even that was yeah. what a couple it's of deceptive. the people played it said the same thing. It it looks like it's like the two people that are brand new sat down. They're like, oh boy, you know. And it's <laughs> what like, what are we in for? Yeah, and I'm thinking the same thing because I'm like, I got to teach this, but it really, there really is. Yeah, it's simple. It's like you roll your dice, you roll your two dice, you you figure out what you're going to do with them, and that's it. Yeah, you know, and then it's just like learning what everything else does and it's like once i think this is one that once you've played it even like one time by the end of the game you're like okay okay i i could play this again and and do better you'd have that feeling okay this is this makes sense now yeah, exactly. i get how this all works and um it it looks yeah people that were at the other table were just like oh crap i want no part of that it looks too too much, you know, but uh, it's really not. So. They're like, oh, that's one of those scary Euro games. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We'll go back to our Monopoly game. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah, you know, like you said, it's just you roll two dice. There's two things you can do, right? And it's either what do you want to take or what do you want to place? And that's really yeah. about it. But, but 
there's all these options. That's all it is. And it's like figuring out what to do and when. So I'm, I'm really glad you enjoyed it. And uh, if you ever want a rematch, I'll happily beat you by one point again. Okay. You know, I'm going to, is <laughs> I need to beat you at your own game. So. <laughs> and that's what I need to do to you. <laughs> I need to beat you at your own game. Trying to beat me. There, yeah. 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 So yeah, that, that was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. And I, I contained myself and uh, I didn't uh, talk a whole lot about it. Cause I wanted to get uh, your reaction on the show. Oh, awesome. But, but so Castles of Burgundy, and then um, there's one other thing I was going to mention, but I'll, I'll talk about this first. I played a game called Finca, which, and, I, and actually I was thinking about this because, um, you know, like next week or next show, we're going to do our uh, 2024, 2023, you know, best of show, you know, what we enjoyed the most. And, I was kind of like compiling a list of what I wanted to talk about. And I was like, man, I'm playing a lot of old games and it's like, not even like games that didn't come out this year, but it's like games are like 10 plus years old. And it's, it's just weird to me. It just, there's certain games that I enjoy and I, I tend to bring them out actually for multiple reasons. Number one, I really enjoy them. And number two, I can flex on other people and say, how do you like this game? It's really nice. You like it? Well, it's out of print. You can't get it. Ha <laughs> ha. That's, that's kind of mean, isn't it? That's really mean. <laughs> that is so wrong. <laughs> I guess you'll have to play with me. <laughs> exactly. That's yeah, a good there you point, go. right? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, um, anyway, uh, uh, the game that I played, and I think I might have talked about because I, I played it a couple times this year. I want to say, actually, maybe that was before we started the show uh, that I played it last, but uh, it's called Finca. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I didn't, we didn't talk about it on the show, but I don't Finca, think you did. Yeah, Finca is this really cool old game by Ralph Zerlind and Wolfgang Suntker where it's uh, on the island of Majorca, <laughs> if I remember correctly. And basically they're known for like windmills and fruits and stuff like that. So what you're basically doing is you are, you have workers in a, I believe it's called a rondel. So it's like a circular thing. Think of like windmill blades. Actually, that is what it is in the game. And there's windmill blades, and you have workers that go in a circle on the different windmill blades. And there's, I don't know, maybe like a dozen of them around there. And um, what happens is that um, you will collect fruits based on like where you land. And what's really interesting is that you move based on the number of workers that are on that same tile, on that same not tile um, on the windmill blade. So for example, if your worker is the only one there, you can move up one blade. But if there's three other workers there, 
then you can move up, um, what is it, uh, th- uh, four blades or three blades. So, but it's interesting. So you basically go along this rondelle and you collect the different fruits. There's like oranges and plums and lemons and whatever. And there's, um, uh, what you do is when you collect these, you basically collect these tiles that are on the main board and that's what scores you points so you're basically like moving your dudes around in this rondelle collecting fruits cashing them in for um for points and it probably sounds so stupid but it's actually a lot of fun and it's just interesting because you're sitting there and you're plotting kind of like well i got this dude here you know where can I move that'll net me the most amount of stuff? Right. Yeah. So that's the interesting thing about it. And this is an old game. I would say this is like a classic um, Euro game, <laughs> or <laughs> as they call them, soulless Euro. But but it's a lot of fun, and it, it feels so good to get it out uh, every once in a while, and you know, put it on, you know, get it on the table. And um, it, all of the fruits are these like little wooden meeples, right? And um, it's just a good time. So um, who knows? Maybe when we have our uh, this board game life con next year, maybe we'll we'll throw this one out on the table. Okay. As well, but uh, yeah, Fink is good. It actually, I I want to say it got a reprint. Like the first 2018. So yeah, like four or five years ago. But it came out originally in 2009, it looks like. According to BGG. Yeah. Yeah, you see what I'm talking about? I'm looking at it. Yeah, I'm looking at the pictures of the the Rondell. (laughs) Actually, I'm curious to see because I knew that it was getting reprinted. Let me see if it looks different. I'm just curious. <laughs> I'm looking at like the 2009 and it's just like a bunch of ladies playing the game. Oh, no, here's some dudes. <laughs> oh, wow. People printed like uh, they 3D printed a whole bunch of stuff. Well, there's not a lot of pictures on BGG. Uh, there is on oh. the of the original of the 2009 release. I'm looking at that one now. Oh, okay, that's okay. So yeah, I went on Finca 2018. So yeah, I want to say it looks pretty much the same. Yeah, it seems to be. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's a really fun game. Uh, cool. Definitely uh, enjoyed it. And Ralph's uh, Zer. Uh, can't talk ralph zerlind um he's a good designer makes uh some good stuff like what are some of these other ones that he made finca pergamon it's another game that i like Ooh, milestones that's another one that i like oh he made dizzle Mm, i don't really like that one that's a rolling right Oh. Yeah, but um, yeah, so there was that. And then um, 
for some reason, I've got this game called Gentis that I got years ago. So there's this company uh, called Tasty Minstrel Games, which has since uh, gone out of business. And they did a deluxified version of Gentis, uh, which I had opened up. And you know how you go through and you like punch the pieces and stuff like that on a game? Oh, yeah. And you prep it. So I started to do it. And there was a lot of stuff in it. And it was one of those games that had stickers, which I really freaking hate. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? It's like, you know, you get like the the wooden pieces and then you got to put those stickers on there. It's a real pain in the butt. I I did a little pro tip. If you do stickers, it really helps to have a pair of tweezers. Oh, really? Yeah. If if you're holding the the wooden piece in one hand and you've got the sticker with tweezers, you can usually place it a lot straighter and more centered than if you use your big like caveman fingers. <laughs> to, big nubs, to, to, yeah. To, yeah. <laughs> That's like trying to put a sticker on with your elbows sometimes is what it feels like. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> So I started punching the game and then I forget exactly what happened, but it's like, I needed to clear the table. And so I just put everything on a stack and I left the box open and then the, like the box fell over and then I just wound up having to pick everything up and I moved it and it actually sat like that for, I don't even know how long, I don't know how many months. So I was like, you know, I'm going to actually you know, finish setting this game up and then, you know, I'll go through like a playthrough. Cause that, that was my motivation to just go through into my old games. Right. And so needless to say, I couldn't find a bunch of the pieces because, you know, it hit the floor, like who knows how long ago. <laughs> yeah. And so then I've got, it was up in my bed in the spare bedroom um, where I have a lot of my board games and stuff. So I'm like, man, I got to start going through this stuff because it's just basically like the junk room, the board game room, it just a whole bunch of crap up there. So that wound up being my project for like three days this weekend is <laughs> to work in that room. And you also inspired me to go through my collection and Uh-oh. and kind of get stuff you know trimmed down needless to say i did a fantastic job in the room and i never found those pieces for gentis yet but Aww. i still think i still think i know it's like cuz it's a little bag of these rectangular pieces that i'm missing these wooden pieces uh-huh. I think that it it hit the ground, and then I didn't know where what it was, so I threw it in this bin where I threw all the promos in. Because at this point, I have no idea what they're for, right? Because <laughs> you know, it's just like <laughs> five cards, no idea what game it's for. Yeah. So I think I threw it in there, and I just I haven't had a t- had time to go through that, but. Uh, but yeah, that was interesting. And that presented a quandary a little bit. It's like, what do I do if I can't find those pieces? It's like, do I substitute? Do I you throw the whole to. thing in the garbage? 
and you buy a 3D printer and print what you need. <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, that's a good idea. That's yeah. I like your thinking. Thank you for that idea. <laughs> my wallet hates you, by the way. But, yeah, that's okay. But my but the thing I was going to mention is Tasty Minstrel, the the company that did it, is out of business. So it's like I can't even write them and go, hey, you know, can I get some replacement pieces? Which which kind of stinks. So. So yeah, that, that was kind of interesting. Anyway, I, I blabbed on too much. I, I know we've got, uh, I think we've got a time limit on this show. So, uh, how about you? What have you been playing? It's a good thing I haven't played anything. No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So since our well, last recording, we got Castles of Burgundy out of the way, so we don't need to talk about that one. Yeah. So, out of since the last time we talked, I I use BG stats. And I, I just put every time I play a game, I put in who was playing, what our scores were, who won, you know, where we were at, how long, you know. And basically, it's just for me to kind of keep track of what I'm playing, what I haven't played. And I noticed the other day that I had enough games played that I was like, oh, my goodness, I'm close to averaging one per day. For the whole year. And wow. yeah, so Right now, as of the recording of this on December 12th, I have 347 plays so far. So, and I, so I only need 18 more plays to hit, you know, in the last couple of weeks, which is going to be easy, especially since my, my, my kids are coming home. My two oldest are coming home I'm going to make them play. <laughs> so, um, I'll definitely hit that. I'm, I'm shooting for that just to get one, one game a day in for the year. Um, and I'm also working, I did a big purge of my library. I still have more to do, but I went through and I got rid of a lot of like party games. I cleared out all the games that my kids had. So when this thing started a year, a little over a year ago, it was because I wanted to find something different. I needed a hobby. I needed something to do. And I remember, you know, we got all these board games we got them all collected and put in my office and on a shelf so we could see them and took them out of the closet and kids' rooms and under beds were up. They were everywhere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then it just kind of kickstarted me to, okay, I want this. I want this. Well, now it's like, okay, I've got over 300 games. I don't, okay. Kids, they're getting all, so all the kids' games are off my shelves. They're out of my collection. They're back in the kids' rooms. Like I don't need to track how, uh, the 18 versions of Monopoly we have. Because I don't care about Monopoly. So I've removed all those from my collection as being owned. They're out of my shelves. They're kids. I, we sorted them the other day. And my youngest, I was like, go put this in your brother's room. Go put these in your sister's room. Go put these in your room. And then everything else that I really didn't want or haven't played or don't play or don't plan to play, I put them in boxes. I had five boxes of games that I took into my game store last week uh, to, to sell to them because they buy used games and then they resell them in their used section, which I've bought some stuff from them. Um, I found things that I couldn't find anywhere else happened to show up there. I'm like, sweet. Um, so uh, I got a call yesterday and they, they had quoted me my price and it was better than expected. Um, I'm sure if I had retailed everything out, I would probably be crying, but it's, uh, it was a lot more than I expected to get. And, um, so I go in there tomorrow and it's store credit, but I still going to plan to buy games. But now it's like after that year, it's like, I know what I want. 
and I don't need to buy all. I don't have that need. I got to yeah. buy everything anymore. That you can really be has, more selective. Yeah. Yes, I want to buy things I want to play. So, um, and now even when I'm playing with other people and they're playing, they pull something out that I like. It's like, okay, but now I'm thinking. Well, for the most part, my older kids are gone who like to play. And it's just my mother and I who I play or with my game group. And if someone in my game group already has it, I don't need to buy it. One of the guys in the gate uh, in the group said that he's like, why do I need to buy it? If the group has it, I can play it. I just say, Hey, can you bring this and we'll play it? Yep. And that's a great point. Saves me a lot of money. Then I can buy the things that maybe people in the group don't have that I can bring and play with them. So I now have shelf space. I have reorganized my shelves. I got stuff on display with nothing behind them. <laughs> so that's opportunity. But anyways, yeah, I, I told you, I said, now I have a problem or I mean opportunity <laughs> yep. to fill my shelves. Well, the Barnes and Noble day after Christmas, buy one, get one half off board games uh, is coming up. And I will be at my Barnes and Noble on the 26th of December. So nice. Um, and uh, I will probably go crazy like I did last time, but it will be some more selective this time. And maybe I won't because I don't know what they're going to have that I maybe don't yet have. Oh, you can so go it there might and not scout be it. As, yeah, see. Yeah, see go ahead. There's, go up there the day before. Yeah, <laughs> see if there's anything good over there because. My you know, store that I go to has a huge game selection. Yeah, yeah some they really have, do. Yeah. Some have very little. This one yeah. is a very large selection, so they have a ton of stuff. So I know I'll buy a couple of things, but it'll be more selective. So, um, but what I have played this last in the last two weeks, I finally I got a lot of new stuff played. So I got to finally play Rolling Realms, um, okay. which is a lot of fun, and I did end up buying a bunch of promo cards for that game, so they're on the way here. So it'll really expand that and make that like a lot more cards. It comes with like 11 different cards. If you're familiar with it, it's um, um, it's based off of, I think it's Jamie Stegmeier from Stonemeyer Games. I think that's his name. He made the game during COVID. He created this so like people could play games like via Zoom and stuff. And I guess it became so popular, people were asking for a, a real printing of it. And I guess they never intended to do it, but they have. And now they've, so it comes with 11 writable cards, right? You know, write a erase, erasable marker cards, whatever that you can write on an erase and <clears throat> you get two dice and you roll the dice and everyone that's playing, you know, shares the dice and, um, but everyone has, and you're playing off the same cards and there's like 11 possible cards. Um, in the stack, I think it's maybe it's only 10 because you're only I think. No, it is. I'm pretty sure it's 11 cards and it, it represents 11 of their Stonemeyer games. And there's different ways to play the cards and stuff based on dice rolls and stuff. But there's a whole bunch of more. You can buy just card packs of all these other games that they've made for Rolling Realms. So um, I've got a bunch of them on the way to basically expand that and give more options, more card options. Um, it's a fun game. It's very much like dice cards. So dice cards might have been created from Rolling Realms, and they've just kind of, you know, it's very similar, but a little different. Um, 
<clears throat> I like Rolling Realms better because you're only dealing with three cards at a time. But in dice cards, you have six cards that you're dealing with, but you also have 50 turns to work on all of those. Where in Rolling Realms, you're only doing nine nine dice rolls per three cards, and then you sh you switch cards out. So it's different. And there's there's like different resources in Rolling Realms or dice cards just as you can get stars at to, to do things. So rolling realms have a lot of other options. Like you can get the stars to get your points or you can get resources to try to help you build on other things. So it's a lot more, I think strategic than um, dice cards, but both are great games. Um, if you like the kind of roll and write type of game. Um, also played next station, Tokyo. Um, this is one I could probably do without because I have Next Station London. Um, I actually, I've only played each of them once. I think I prefer the London one. The Tokyo one does provide some different options, um, but it seems to be, a London seems a little easier, um, especially if you're new to that type of game. Um, but it was still a good game. I've heard of Fuji Flush a million times and someone broke it out. Um, I got to got to actually be introduced to Fuji Flesh and play some rounds of that. Played some Take Five. Uh, played another round of Power Grid. Um, I did a lot better. It was probably my best game yet. I didn't nice. win, but it was definitely my best game so far. Um, so I'm, it, I'm getting better it, at that. Is it growing on you a little bit, or it's? It is. I even said that to the group, and they're like, "Oh, you don't enjoy this?" I said, "Yeah, it's." I play it. That's what people want to play. I would never probably pick it, but after the last time we played, I felt like, okay, I've got, I've got more houses out. I've got more power plants. I've got more money. It's, it was the best game I'd had in it so yeah. far. Okay. And it's like, cause it's starting to make more sense. There's a lot of moving parts to that one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I would never game. want to run that game because of like, there's too many things of like who goes first for this. And then it rotates of, who buys first. And it's just like, I, I would struggle with keeping track of that. So it's like, you got to really know the game, but I am enjoying it. Um, played castles of Burgundy, as we mentioned. Um, also I broke out my shelfie. I've had this one for a while. Hadn't played it. Very simple game. Um, if you are looking to get someone new into gaming, um, if they've ever played connect four, it's not connect four, but you can kind of relate it to that because you got the little plastic grid that you're instead of dropping dominoes down and trying to get four of the same color in a row, you have that type of grid, but it basically represents a bookshelf. And then there's all these tiles on the quote living room floor on the board in front of you. And you can take tiles, certain tiles. Um, and then you're trying to there's like a personal goal of getting these certain colored tiles in a certain space on your bookshelf and you go, <coughs> the game goes until somebody completely fills their bookshelf and then that ends the game. Um, and then you score points based on the types of things, uh, the different, basically the different colored tiles that are together. The more you have together, the more points you get meeting your personal goals. Then there's like group goals. So there's a lot of various ways to try to play and get points and it's it's real simple game um, to play, and it's actually a lot of fun. Um, also, I got to play King Domino Duel. Um, that's <clears throat> very different take on King Domino, but it it was a lot of fun. 
Um, it's a roll and write, and uh, it's just for two players. Um, pretty pretty simple uh, once you get it figured out. I got some more rounds of Gloomhaven in. Uh, we had a match. Oh, man, I, I'll tell you what. I My character, I'm the... What am I? I'm like this Stormweaver or something like that. Um, and normally I don't get a lot of kills. Um, I usually can do damage to people. I'm usually not strong enough to like kill someone. In fact, the running joke is that well, Mark's going to come in and everyone he hits, will he'll leave him with one hit point, <laughs> which happens a lot. Um, but the last match we played, oh man, <clears throat> we <laughs> there were so many enemies on the board that everyone was like, oh man, we are finally not, we were finally going to lose a round. Because when we started the campaign, we lost our very first mission. Okay. And... Then, so we replayed it and we got it and we haven't lost since. And the other night, like I said, our last one, we were playing the other night. It was, we really, everyone was like, should we just start over? Should we just, and I was like, oh, let's just play it out. You never know. Dude, I ended up killing seven enemies myself, which never happens. <laughs> I had some wicked shots. I like my character came to life the other night <coughs> and um i just it was like so much fun it was a crazy crazy mission like our tank uh ended up getting exhausted the other uh, one of the people were they were going to basically they were done they had run out of cards so they didn't have another turn left the i had because of my person i had plenty of cards left because I had just resupplied. I, the Stormweaver gets a limited amount of cards, but you can. there's one in there that allows me to pull all my cards back that have been burned. And I had basically just done that right here at the end. And so I still had a lot of moves left, but um, I ended up basically wiping, uh, pulling, pulling more than my weight than normal. And we actually pulled it off and won. And it was like so rewarding and so exciting. <laughs> so we are still working on Gloomhaven. Um, then we played after that, we played a quick round of don't llama, um, little card game, quick little card game. Um, and because, uh, the lady that is, that we meet at her house for Gloomhaven, she was like, she knows I'm trying to hit that 365 games played. So she pulled out don't llama. It's like, well, we got to play some more games. We got to get you to 365. <laughs> so we ah, did a quick nice. round of that. And then I introduced my mother to dice throne and by uh, took it over last night and we played Santa versus Krampus. So, um, and she won as Santa. So she beat me as Krampus. Nice. nice. So it was, um, she'd never played. And she was like, well, it's only because you're playing yourself. You beat yourself is what you did. And I'm like, cause I'm helping her, you know, well, here's yeah. recommendations. And she got to throw an ultimate. I, you know, oh, and I'm helping her explain that's how to do that. Yes. Yes. So, she didn't win with it, but um, she did beat me. So, uh, yeah. So she, but she's like, she's like, it was a lot for her to take in, but she's like, okay, I think at the end of it, she goes, I'd like to play this again sometime soon. She's like, it might, she thinks she could probably figure it out. So yeah, like while it's like, fresh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that happens a lot. So, but all right. So that's all I played. And, 
I know we only got about 40 minutes left. And I want to talk about last week. You asked me about what it's been like my first year in the hobby. So this episode, I would like you to talk about your last 13 plus years in the hobby. Yeah. And I have a couple of questions, but um, I'll kind of leave it to you to share what you want. But I, my first question for you, maybe this will just kind of launch in. We don't have to, you don't even, don't have to like, you have to answer any of these questions. You're just here to, if we, if we need, if we need them. But I am like, curious. Where were you on you the I, night of August the 14th? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> so I've known you for a long time, Rob, long, long time. Um, you and I became best friends in high school and you're still my bestie to this day. Um, Likewise. Don't, yep. don't let my daughter hear that. Um, I, but uh, I was first no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we've, we've known yeah. each other for a very long time yes. and I've always known you as a video gamer. And at some point, you became this great big board gamer and it seemed to kind of take over. And I noticed like when we were doing the other podcasts for the Xbox, you, you're like, oh, I didn't play anything. And you'd always talk about these board games you played. So how did you get started into board gaming? Like what drew you to it? You know, that's a really good question. Um, I have to say that like the actual beginning was when I was little, right. Where, like the first, the first real gaming that I really remember doing was like I was playing bingo with my grandma, and then there were like some card games where you know we would just play it like here and there, and uh, and it was fun. You know, I don't appreciate, I didn't appreciate, I'll call it like board game tabletop gaming as much as I do now, but I, I really enjoyed it, and you know, going through school, there would be like the occasional you know, board game that I would get. And like to this day, I wish I didn't part with some of them because I just have like so many fond memories of them. And, you know, that kind of led through, you know, grade school, high school. You know, there was there was always like some stuff just occasionally, right? I used to play chess with my dad. You know, bingo was always there. You know, we play like, monopoly um like here and there just like your typical board games and back when we were kids there were some actually pretty fun board games that a lot of people didn't get you know because everybody's so used to like this you know sorry trouble monopoly shoots and ladders you know like the ones that you hear about all the time but there were some really crazy ones you know think like some that had like um, dexterity to them, you know, like like an easy one is operation, right? Where you know you're you're actually like doing something, and they or like um, they had like some cool components, and it's like when toys were toys, <laughs> and probably yeah. a lot more dangerous than they are now too. <laughs> probably <laughs> made of a lot more lead, and <laughs> who knows what else. But but anyway. Um, so, you know, I had a fondness for, for games back then. In fact, I remember there was this one awesome one 
um, it was like some treasure game where you had this mag. Think of like Operation, right? Where there's like these holes and there's a spinning disc with like treasure on it underneath the main board. And you had this like little, I don't know if it was like tweezers or this magnetic thing, but you were trying to get the treasure coins out through the little holes. And if you ever touched the edges, it would complete a circuit. And then there'd be like a wheel that would spin. So like you lose all your treasure and you lose your turn. So there's like all sorts of like fun stuff like that, you know, a little bit of tension. It was interesting. And, um, you know, after, after that, you know, I, did go down the computer road right with vic 20 commodore 64 amiga then eventually pc and i mean we we went down that road together with you know for quite some time as well just into video games and then that led to console games and stuff and then um i largely forgot about it and then it was sometime in the early 2000s i'm like you know there's got to be some really cool board games. Cause you know, we had trivial pursuit. Remember that game? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, and that was like another one that was like the more modern board game. I don't even remember when that came out. It was like somewhere in the eighties, probably mid to late eighties. But, um, you know, I'm like, there's gotta be like some cool new stuff. So it was somewhere maybe around 2001, 2002 ish, something like that. I'm like, let me see what, what's like really good and i i want to say that that's when i first found bgg i didn't know what it was but i found some lists and i want to say amazon was around already but i don't even remember when amazon started probably in the 90s but um there were some like buying guides and I'm like, I'm going to get some board games. So I trolled through the lists and I picked up a bunch and then I would take him to parties and stuff. And there were like, I want to say I had like cranium. There's one called times up. There's, there's a whole bunch of them. Like they're really fuzzy right now on what they were. I've, I think I've got most of them still, but um, it was just, kind of fun to play and they were all like party games which was i mean it was fun you know everybody's like having a good time and laughing and everything like that and then then that kind of died down a little bit and then um it was around 2008 or so because i want to say it was right when we started the xbox podcast um my son had been born already and uh I was in a mall and I stopped at this game store and I'm like, let me get something new and interesting. So I was talking to the guy and he recommended Catan and Dominion. So I picked him up and I brought him home and I actually didn't do anything with him for a while. You're just kind of like, you know, I'm going to play these games and, you know, we're just going to have fun, you know, do it like, you know, have some home gaming and stuff. And then, uh my wife just told me it's like hey let's play some board games and we had clue and a couple others so we played clue and then i'm like hey i've got this other stuff let's okay. uh you know let, let's give it a try so then we tried dominion and i'm like 
this is really cool. It's it was like nothing that you know <laughs> we were used to, right? You know, growing up in the states with mass market, you know, Toys R Us games it was nothing that we're used to, and we really enjoyed Dominion. And then it turned into like, well, you know, what else do they have? <laughs> and then you know how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just snowballs from there and um yeah that led to me actually going back to bgg and i don't know if i created an account right away but um uh, yeah the thing is like when you go on bgg and you know once you're in the environment you know then it kind of sucks you in and then especially if you follow it and you're reading it all the time you're watching the videos that's what i think really snowballs the uh acquisition disorder because then you're like oh there's all this cool stuff oh they said this is awesome and then it just grows from there and then you actually you know start learning what you do like and what you don't like what works what doesn't and you know, it, it kind of took off from there. And I just, I just checked. I didn't create a BGG account until 2011. So it was quite a while later that I did. Actually, I didn't update my profile in three years. <laughs> no, two years oh. <laughs> as well. <laughs> but, you know, you can troll through, you can troll through there without having an account and stuff. So. Right, but uh, but yeah, it um, yeah that that's how it all started, and and here we are, right? Like, man, years later. But um, there was something else I was going to mention. What the heck was it? Yeah, and it went from, and you know how this goes. It went from, you know, just having you know, a couple of games on a shelf in a closet to <laughs> where am I going to put the sofa? Cause the shelf needs to go by and the sofa, the new shelf. <laughs> yeah. Or what room is this? Yeah. Go into? It's like, all I want for Christmas is a new shelf. <laughs> I don't yeah. want any games. Just give me a shelf and a new addition to the house. But, but yeah, that's, that's kind of like, how it initially got started you know it had like two you know a bunch of false starts well not even false starts they they um they were like little glimmers right it's it's kind of like when you're lighting the fire and you get that little glow and then it like fades out then get the glow again and then and then it catches and then it's a raging (laughs) it's a raging fire (laughs) Oh yeah, consuming your entire house, literally. But uh, but yeah, I, I, and then you know, the rest is uh, kind of just it kind of it kind of grew from there. And what was really kind of interesting was that so I was on BGG, and. We, what was that? I don't remember exactly how it went down. But um, it's like I, I started asking questions and stuff. And then 
this guy responded to one of my messages, and it turns out it was a guy that I worked with, Jeff. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. You, you, you know Jeff, I think. Yep, I do. And uh, yeah, because we all worked at the same place. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so I I really forget exactly how it was that he recognized who I was, you know, who I was. I think it might've been posting something about the suburbs of Chicago or whatever. But anyway, so then we started talking and then, you know, we had a couple of game nights together and then, you know, he brought up like doing a podcast and I'm like, uh, Hey, uh, I do a podcast. I'll do it with you. You want to? And so that's how the sport game life started uh, initially where, um, you know, Jeff was, I think, I think we did like 20 some episodes, 20, 30 episodes together. And then, um, and then he decided to get out of the hobby. He kind of had a shift with stuff. And, and so he stopped uh, doing the show. And then uh, I did a couple of shows with, um, uh, with my wife uh, I think we did a couple that were just um, like full shows together. And then she did a couple or a couple of spots and we did some full shows. Then I did a bunch of solo shows. And then, then we did a hiatus when there was like lots of stuff going on. And then, and he, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> you and me were reunited, reunited. And it feels so, so good. good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Mental note. Rob and Mark do not ever sing again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just lost some listeners. But uh, yeah, but like, you know, here we are today. And uh, and what, what's cool is I don't know. I think I mentioned this to you. In some ways, I'm reliving my past hearing you going through your stuff. It's like, which is... <laughs> Like endearing. It's kind of like, it's like watching your kid, watching your kid grow up and take these big steps. And it's like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that, yeah, that's kind of like the synopsis as I babbled for like half an hour about that stuff. Uh, but, you've been uh, talking for like 10 minutes. Oh, that's it. It feels like <laughs> a lot longer. <laughs> okay. So I got time. <laughs> do you do you currently know how big your collection is? Do you have, like, have a guess if you don't know? Oh, no freaking idea. No idea whatsoever. Um, I can tell Not you. Not big enough, right? <laughs> oh, it's big enough. <laughs> um, I I will actually admit it's too big. Yeah. It's yeah. It. I. Like, I don't know exactly how many games I set aside this past weekend. Um, but it was probably at least 100. Yeah. And that barely made a dent. So yeah. uh, I just looked up in BGG. So I stopped logging my games in BGG um, about 10 years ago. <laughs> oh, man. And at, and at that time my owned was 289. So, oh, wow. So, but I mean, some of those are, I think I want to say some are expansions, but I mean, a lot of them are, um, you know, like the, the full games, 
So I don't know how many. It's <laughs> it's over a thousand for sure. But wow. uh, yeah, I have a problem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shelf space and floor space—that's my problem. No, but oh. but the thing is, it's like I have never called my collection ever in all these years, and that's a problem because I have so many games that I have no interest in anymore. Um, and a lot of there's not a lot of the games. There's a significant amount of games too that you know. It's like I bought with the intention of playing for other people. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, you know, so and so likes this, so you know, I'll get this game so we can play, or I'll get this game to convince them to like board games, <laughs> <laughs> which is a waste of time and money yeah so and i think i've mentioned it like just when we've talked about it where it's like just buy games for yourself don't buy them from other people don't buy them for your kids because you know it's just you're you're wasting shelf space and wasting money you know they'll play stuff that you like um and you know it's it's just a better use of time money and space and um, there was another mistake that I had made as well of just buying games because they were on sale or on clearance yeah. or super cheap. Because in the end, you have a game that you don't want anyway, and you got yep. it. And um, so th- there were a lot of games. Like I used to go through the thrift stores. I mean, I, I didn't find a whole lot, but. You know, it's like I got games through there, and then when Amazon would have a $10 game, I'd pick it up, which were usually like old Z-Man clearance games and stuff. And, you know, it's a $10 game because nobody wants it. You know, it's not that it's a horrible game. I mean, it might be, but it's not a good game. And, I mean, realistically, we should have good games in our collection not yeah you know because you you can look at it this way right where like would you buy foods to throw in your refrigerator that you don't like just because it's on sale no nope well, I'd, I'd hope you wouldn't and but it's it's kind of the same thing so that's where I went through and um, I was just like pulling boxes off the shelf. I'm like, you know, I remember exactly where I got these games. I'm like, yeah, I got this from Amazon. And there was this one thing that they had years ago, which was, so Z-Man games would do like, like a clearance through this company in Arizona. I forgot what it was called, but they would have these like fantastic deals on on uh, just these Z-Man games. You know, it's like, I'll, I'll call them like B-titles. It was just games that like weren't very popular. Like, did you ever hear of a game called Hornet? No. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and you probably never will, well, other than me mentioning it. And it was like one called Swarm. And um, I also, so uh, the original company that did Mayfair game, um, 
Catan. It's called Mayfair Games. They're based out of Chicago area here in a suburb called Skokie. So right before they closed down a number of years ago and, and sold Catan to Asmodee, um, they were like dumping games into like the local um, thrift stores. So, yeah, so I got like, I'm looking in this one area that I haven't uh, gone through yet. And there's like a game called Justinian, Oceana. Um, I can't see the others from this angle. But, you know, these are just games that, I mean, they were brand new and shrink. And it's like, you know, I never would have gotten this game if it wasn't like four or five bucks, but still it's like, I got a four or $5 game, which is awesome, but it's one that I really had no interest in otherwise, other than, Oh, let me get a game. It's cheap. And it, and it fits, you know, it, it scratches that acquisition <laughs> disorder itch, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's, um, and, and I'd like to say that you did inspire me just based on you, going through your your games and you know making your stack and i've got this uh i've got two stacks one is like this local board game store has a um an auction twice a year so i'm going to go over there and uh, drop those off at the next auction which is i believe in the spring i believe it just happened and um yeah, and, and, and see how that goes. So, you know, those are the more worthy games. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, these, you know, goofy games, I don't even know what I'm going to do with them. So we'll, we'll see. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, it's, I, I have no idea. And you'll, you'll see. <laughs> You'll see when, <laughs> when we have the board game life con. <laughs> okay. In, in the near future. As long as as long as the games don't force me to sleep on the floor. No. Then then I'm gonna be like I'll I'll call the collection for you. <laughs> you can you can sleep in my car. How about that? <laughs> and uh, gas is expensive. I can't run the car, so you just gotta dress. There you more. go. Yeah. So. Um, anyway. have you, oh, have you had, um, any kind of, have you over the years, have you developed like a favorite type of like game mechanic or mm-hmm. I always talk about how you like, yeah. it seems like you really like your Euro games, but it, 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 do you like Euro games? Um, or, you know, is it that like what you prefer or, and if so, what is it about it? Or do you have a specific type of game mechanic that you prefer to play? So the classification of games has really changed over the years and it's it's really interesting. Like uh, the gaming landscape is a lot different now than it was even just a couple of years ago, I think. So it's evolutionary to some degree because, you know, initially uh, the gaming world, I'll call it the tabletop hobby, hobbyist games, you know, they were like really tough to find here. And then, you know, you had like, oh, you know, I'm getting these games from from Europe. Oh, look at this. And, you know, games didn't even have like English versions because they were all in German, French, whatever. 
and you know you had to do your translations and then you know we had what was called ameritrash games which were okay. like highly themed games you know versus the euros which were like very dry and sometimes even abstract and uh, you know so you had like those two different classifications and there was like evolutions you started having your deck builders your area control your uh pick up and deliver it's like all these different mechanisms it's like it just kept growing and growing and it's you know there's been people that have been into hobbies since like the 80s and earlier with like the old school avalon hill games and i think what 3m was a company that had games as well and i always wonder i'm like i was gonna look it up i'm like is that the same guys that make the respirators (laughs) and the tape and all that stuff but um you know so there's there had been this like huge evolution up until like the late 90s early 2000s and there's been this huge shift and it's like like you know what else can they think of and and they do i mean there's a lot of copycatting but you know there's uh you know there's there's certain things in games that like i find really like interesting and it's like when i do them they they feel good it's like you feel good about what you just did like you feel smart <laughs> of <laughs> like and and actually so it's it's like a double thing and i'm sort of tangenting this a little bit but it's a double thing there's you you feel good about what you did on the board per se if there's a board or with the cards you you feel good about like what you just did how you played the game and it also feels good to like learn a new game if that makes sense yeah well well it's that that that's like a double thing it doesn't always feel good to try to learn a game for the first time <laughs> by yourself reading a book <laughs> rule book but it it does feel good when you learn a game for the first time and it's like I got this. I understand these rules and it's like, and they're interesting rules. And then it's doubly interesting when you play the game and you did something successfully, like, like one of my favorites, um, and this is where I'm starting to answer your question. One of my favorite uh, things is like engine building, Uh, engine building, uh, pick up and deliver is another one that I really enjoy. And it's like when you do an engine building thing, that's like where it's like, you know, you do this thing to create coins, which then lets you buy ore, which then lets you fuel this machine, which, you know, it's, it's like circular, right? It gives you one resource to use somewhere else to, you know, to eventually turn into victory points i guess that's the final destination of it all it doesn't matter what it is coins or feathers wheat whatever the final destination is victory points because okay. a shared victory is not acceptable <laughs> but uh <laughs> yeah nice. but uh i i really do enjoy um i enjoy deck building to a point but I really like pick up and deliver and I like, uh, I like action selection. That's a good one too. And then, uh, so engine building, pick up and deliver and action selection. Those are, those are probably my big three that I enjoy. So like a lot of the games that 
I like tend to have some of that, like one or more of those, just th- those, uh, those, uh, what do they, what do they call that? A Skinner box. Remember that thing from video games where it's like that, that, uh, reward loop <laughs> that keeps you playing the game. It's like, yeah, yeah th- those are mine. Those, those are definitely mine. But uh, on the flip side, I'm not a huge fan of games where you do like negoti- negotiating. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just, I mean, they're fine, but it's not as, yeah, it doesn't get me as much. I mean, so like Catan kind of falls into that list. And I, and I really don't care for like certain area controls area area control games just where it's like you're fighting for an area you know i'd rather just get an area than to have to worry about defending it (laughs) i guess (laughs) that's so no risk for you huh yeah yeah i'm risk is okay but uh yeah access and allies risk in those or I'm looking at you, Game of Thrones, the board game. Oof. <laughs> yeah, I think I mentioned that once. Uh, we played at Gen Con. It was like a six-hour-long game. I was freaking dying, and my phone had uh, my phone battery died like halfway through the game. So I was like helpless. And it was like a six-player game. So oh, it, it took that's too long for, of a game, yeah, man. Yeah, it took forever. But. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So those are those are my favorites. And then, uh, yeah. Mo- Anything that you refuse to play? Like, have you played stuff that you just? I don't want to say hate, but absolutely do not enjoy. <laughs> so there's nothing that I won't play. I'll, I'll play anything because part of the enjoyment of games for me is the experience. You know what I mean? Uh It's, I I enjoy playing with other people and the interaction and, you know, just hanging around. And it's especially like if it's, I'm sure you know what I mean. It's like, especially if it's people that, you know, it's like you're going through this shared experience and then you're also like chit chatting, like, Oh, you know, how's your family? This and that. So it's like, it's like a social thing right right it's like a social thing and then the game is like what brings you together but like lesser favorites of mine are are definitely like anything that's like more party game i i mean if i play them i'll i'll have a good time but i won't choose them if that makes sense it's like yeah, I think the party game depends on the group that you're oh, playing. Oh, definitely, too. yeah, definitely. Or let's put it this way: like, if it came to playing like apples to apples or castles of Burgundy, there's only <laughs> one answer for what I want to play. <laughs> right, <laughs> there's not even an option. But, but the thing is, because I, I was thinking about this a, a little bit. 
Um, and that's, it's not that I don't like party games. Some of them are like really fun and you laugh and you have a great time and you're silly, right? Especially those that like, you know, there's like, there's that one that stretches your mouth open. You know what I'm talking about? You put that Um, thing in your mouth. I've seen that. Yeah. There's no way I would do that. Yeah. And you're like, (laughs) you're trying to tell them like, well, you're, you know it's like you're trying to uh just like just say something ridiculous and hopefully you brush your teeth and don't have food in your mouth who knows but um i i think the thing is that i really not crave complexity but it's more interesting when a game has more interesting decisions in it. So the party games are like too light. And I was actually going to ask you um, sometime at some point, because because uh, I know you had purchased a lot of like the lighter games. Like if, if you had gone through this yourself where, you know, it's, it's not that the games are bad. It's just that they're not satisfying. It's like empty calories. It's like you're hungry, right? It's like you're hungry for right. food, and then you have some Cheetos, and you're like, what the heck did I just eat? It's just like, I don't feel full. My fingers are orange, and <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still in the same predicament that I was before. I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah. So, you know that's the thing it's just like it's they're maybe that's a good way to put it they just don't scratch that gaming itch of feeling satisfied afterwards or having made like smart decisions or something like that and but again don't get me wrong it's um they're not bad games it's just right i yeah i agree with you on the party games, like I've got a couple that um, one of them was, I think it was the fun facts, which mm-hmm. was what uh, this year's spiel something award winner. Man, I have a problem with the winners of this year's spiel awards because <laughs> I think fun facts was another one. And that's the one with like the little chevrons and Oh yeah. Like, mm-hmm it's you, you you write your answer and then everyone's moving the thing around and i just found that one kind of boring it's yeah it's dry it, it's it's, yeah. it's very dry it's like you know something like just one is so much better i I've, I've had so much fun with that game in a group um that one has turned out to be a lot of fun but the one that's like fun facts is you have to really play with people that you know. You can't play it in like a group of like a gaming group of people you may not know so well. Where just one caters to that. Like it doesn't matter who you're with. Um, you know, I remember playing like Code Names. I think is a really good game too. Um, once I learned how to play it the correct way, um, it's actually <laughs> that, I'm like, wow, this is really a fun game. And that, yeah. And that matters by the way. Right. <laughs> yes, it does. It does. know you got to know how to play it. Um, it does. So, so I've seen some party games that are, yeah, 
I've purchased a few and it's like, ah, okay, this was a waste. Um, but they can serve their purpose. I think for depending on the, the group, the age, the, the, the abilities of the gamers. And that's why like that one, I've been so harsh on this year challengers. I think, yeah, it's probably great for like dice tower the other day was talking about it and they like it. And I'm just like, what? But I think what they liked about it and the way I took it was more of they like the tournament style of gameplay. And for me, what I was looking at was the game. There's no you have no control over the game. There's it's all luck. Like you get to pick the cards you want to put in your team. But then it's completely like you're playing the old game of war with the standard deck of cards. You don't know what's coming up. So there's no, you can't go, I'm going to save this card. So when these two cards go away and they're on my bench, I can play this card to get them back in my hand. No, because that card might come up first, which it happened to me. Like, well, then that totally made it useless. So it's just a random thing. And it's like this really for someone, you know, so that's where I've grown a lot too. It's like, I started out with the light stuff, but now the light stuff, like you said, is not really filling. You know, yeah. some of it can be, oh, and yeah. I do enjoy some some of it. No, like like, for, like a perfect example is I think you played No Thanks, right? Yeah, yeah. No Thanks. This game's it's been around game. forever. Very simple, but yep. there's something about it that's fun, and it's you know it doesn't scratch the, the gaming itch. You know, quite like you know a, a more complex game, but it's like a great opener, right? Where yeah. you just get down to the table, you can play a couple of games really quick, and then go into something a little heavier, a little meatier, or interesting. But you know, there's a super light game. It's probably lighter than a lot of party games, even right, because it's a lot simpler. But it's a well done one. Yeah, it is. So <clears throat> there, there's. I've got a several that I do like. Several that I'll probably end up trying to get rid of. That just like you yeah. said, just don't fit that anymore. Um, but uh, again, that I, that's part of growing in the hobby, which oh, yeah. I think is kind of the really neat thing where I just got rid of, probably just got rid of over a hundred games. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I don't miss, it's like, I'm fine with that because what I'm left with is stuff I really do want to play, you know, or maybe try to, or I'm keeping them for a certain reason for a certain group. You know, like my mother, who doesn't want to play the heavier games. Like, I didn't think she liked Dice Throne. Um, And I knew it was going to be a little complicated. She's a senior, you know. And But by the end of it, she was like, I'd like to play it again. I'm like, oh, that's what I like to hear. And I'm not going to throw something like Power Grid at her or Castles of Burgundy. I wouldn't throw that at her. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it it just wouldn't work for her. But I want to have things that do. And she really, she's really enjoyed oh, yeah. playing games. I bring games every time I go to her house. Now I have at least two games with me, and we'll nice. play. Nice. We played two games last night. We we played. I went over. I go over. Uh, we like to watch that show for all mankind. Oh, so great show! Now it's like I go over to her house on Friday nights, and her and I watch that. So we'll have dinner together. We'll watch her show. But I've also taken games over. So after the show, we sit and play some games. You know, <laughs> so it's um. It, and it's mm-hmm. great because, you know, um, and what I found is she's pretty darn smart. You know, she she kicks my butt at a lot of games. And, yeah. you know, 
she uh, she's always like, oh, you're letting me win or, you know, whatever. I'm like, no, because, you know, I've we've played with others that are younger that I thought were probably better at games. I'd always thought this in the past and like they just couldn't figure it out. And I'm just like, you are better than they are. And they're quite a bit younger than you. Mm-hmm. And we always thought was a good gamer. And it's like, and I'm so I'm like, no, mom, you're doing great at your age. You're doing great. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but it's fun because she's learning things and, and she loves seven wonders architects. Oh, you wow. Know? Yeah. She, she actually asked me what, bring that one where we build things. <laughs> And I was like, what are you talking about? You know, the one with the pyramid. Oh, yeah, I know exactly what it is. And yeah, she loves it. Seven Wonders Architects. Architects. Come on. Come on, Mom. Get with it. Hey, if she's asking me to bring something, that's good enough. I'll figure (laughs) it out. I'll be right there. (laughs) Bring the one with the dice. Uh, That's a bit of a problem. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's a lot of games. So So I know Castles of Burgundy is like up there. It, it's it's a favorite of yours. Do you have any others that oh, throughout wow. your time have reached that plateau of um, favorites that you would never ever part with, even if you don't play it, you just have to have it. You know, th- there are quite a few actually. Um, that there's little components of it that I enjoy. Either you know, I've I've a fondness for some like let's say there's like a cube tower in there i really think that's cool or just some kind of setup in there that i enjoy but man like choosing some that's tough like there's like so many that i just solidly enjoy and i've played so many times and like if you go hey how about we play this i'm like boom let's it's done let's let's play right now (laughs) and so castles of burgundy that that is like the easy one of course um i like um man this is this is tough i like uh there's a game called saint petersburg uh really enjoy that this is another like ancient game finca yeah like Finca is not never leaving my collection. Yeah. I'll be leaving my collection before it leaves the yeah. collection. Um man. Finca like Alhambra. Man, I, I really feel like I should mention like some newer stuff though. I'm just well, uh, I'm just blurting out. Stuff's hard if if you have you know, even if you've only got to play it once, it's it's harder to you know say. Where like some older stuff you've played a lot of times or had, you know that that's ingrained. It's like it, you love it, you know. So that makes mm-hmm. sense. The hard the newer stuff's harder because you haven't had as much time with it. Yeah, um, Stone Age was another one. Oh. Dragonheart, remember Dragonheart, that little card game that you and I played a couple of times on Board Game Arena. Yeah, yeah, that one's that one's a good time. Um, if you say so. <laughs> oh come on. <laughs> um. Uh, 
yeah, that's 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 just so tough. There's just like so many games, and there's like so many games that. So like, there's games that I like, like I like Azul, but if it came down to it, I mean, if I got a part with it, I got a part with it. Isn't that kind of crazy? (laughs) I wouldn't want to get rid of Azul. Yeah, but it's like I wouldn't be. I not that I wouldn't be sad. I mean, I enjoy playing it, but I don't like love it. I, I know it's a guaranteed good time, but it's like, I love Castles of Burgundy. I really yeah. like Azul. Let's just, maybe we can put it that way. Um, Race for the Galaxy is another one that's pretty good. It's this cool card game. Um, man, I, I'm just having such a hard time picking out games because... No, but you've you've given yeah. some good yeah. ones that gives us an idea. So yeah, most Stefan Feld games I really enjoy. Yeah. Cool. How are we on time? Well, um, are we, we got to wrap up? Couple, wrap up. Okay. Yep. Because I got to leave in nine minutes. Yeah. Okay. So got to get my son somewhere. But um, no worries. Anything else you wanted to share about your gaming life, Rob's gaming life? Yeah, I mean, here, I'll, I'll get a little sentimental here. And, uh, like, uh, I'd say more recently, one of the cooler things that I've experienced in board games is actually sharing it with you. How about that, bud? Oh, oh man. I'm gushing here. Now, You're going to make it, me cry. It's, no, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's cool. I mean, we've been friends for a long time. We've, you know, shared um, our you know, passion for games together, you know, both PC and, uh, you know, console. Both most, board mostly. and video. <laughs> yeah. And, and now this is like another thing that, you know, because it's sometimes difficult to share your passion for board games with people just because a lot of people have no interest. They've been so burned. I mean, well, either they're, yeah. they're not gamers at all. Or they're like, oh my God, Monopoly. You know, it's like, oh, can't. Like, I remember going to a party of this mutual friend of ours. I think, I don't know, you know who I'm talking about. (laughs) The one that lives out of country now. But, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. And we went to a party and, you know, you know, it's like, you know, food and drinks and stuff like that. And they're like, let's play a board game. And I'm like, okay, you know, what are we going to play? This is, this is, Man, probably like 15 years ago, I was, actually no, it was probably 15 to 20 years ago. And and they're like, we're going to play Double Monopoly. And I'm like, uh, what's oh. that? So they took two Monopoly boards and they overlapped the go. So you did a figure eight. And I'm like, hey, guys, I'm out. <laughs> I left. Oh, look at the time. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I got to go to the club. I actually did. But yeah, when they pulled that yeah. out, I'm like, I'm, I'm not even going to play. I'm, I'm just, but, out. but yeah, yeah, I'm out like shout. But that's the thing. It's like when, you know, it, it's nice to be able to share the hobby with somebody that's, you know, has a similar passion to you about yeah. it. And it's even better when it's a great friend. So that's, 
I got to say that like the last year has been awesome in particular, just doing not only doing the show with you, but also, you know, sharing, you know, going to Gen Con and stuff like that. And, um, living vicariously through you as well as you're (laughs) exploring this board game life. And also, uh, I think it's awesome that, you know, you're, you're doing all the gaming with your mom and stuff like that. I, it makes me think that I, I got to hook up with my old groups that uh, yeah. we used to do like regular gaming and stuff like that. You know, where it was, where it was like the, the hardcore groups, not just hey you know, let's sit around the kitchen table and, you know, right. I'll, I'll try to teach you this game that you've never heard of before. And, you know, with, with people yeah. that don't have BGG accounts, how about that? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I, I absolutely love my gaming group. And like I said, we typically meet three times a week. Um, mm-hmm. There's, you know, the, the one one night is four of us doing Gloomhaven. And if, if one of us is missing, then we just play other stuff, you know. Yeah. But um, otherwise, we have our main on, on Wednesday nights that I um, schedule. It's every Wednesday. And then we have uh, another guy in the group schedule sometimes. Uh, most times uh, on Mondays, we'll, we'll, we'll meet somewhere else and play other stuff. And it's just been a fun time. I, I really enjoy it. And it's been a great way to be exposed to so many different types of games and people and making yeah. friends who all share the similar interests. And I will say on the whole um, zappy part, I can't tell you how many times I've thought, man, I wish I lived, Rob and I lived. I know, together. right? So, so we could be in the same game group <laughs> yeah. and play every week, you know, oh, or I could just yeah. come over and you know, yeah. if we oh, got yeah. just, you know, Hey, let, let's go through some of these things, like these games that you have yet to play, you know, and same here and we'll learn them together. So I'll get you out here. I'm never going back to Chicago. I'll just say that. Yeah. <laughs> well, hold on. Right. Knock on wood. Let me not say <laughs> that outright. Cause I don't want to jinx myself. Yeah. As I, your, I said as I wouldn't boss. go back once before and yeah. ended back there. And then your boss goes, Mark, we need you to relocate to Chicago. (laughs) I quit. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like the land of Portillo's and Giordano's. (laughs) I, you know, that's, you can't deny the food is insane. Yeah. You know, but but just just so you know, the weather out here is amazing. (laughs) Just just so you know, Portillo's does have a 20 year plan of opening up like 920, I believe, restaurants nationally they still aren't out here they need to get out here but anyway yeah. um, anyway yeah. all right <laughs> so have you gotten anything uh, new to yourself since the last two weeks any more packages show up unexpectedly um there is something uh the glade i did get that um it's currently by my front door i just took it out of the big box and that was it and uh, I just backed ugh, another game on Kickstarter, <laughs> um, but it's from a company called Smallbox Games. There's a guy, John, John Cloudus, that uh, runs it. These little card games, they're awesome. They're a lot of fun. And he just publishes himself. I think they're all published in the U.S., so they're published locally for what it's worth, and they're just they're just awesome. So uh, he had three new games that came out. They're like twenty five cards each, and uh, I backed that. So 
I'm a, I'm a sucker for his games. I back all his projects because well, number one, they're cheap. They're usually like twenty bucks or less, and um, and they're they're really good. One of his biggest hits was called Omen, uh, which is a fantastic game. So what, what was, was it that that you backed? What's um, it called? That's a good question. I don't even remember. <laughs> I just insta backed it uh, this oh. morning. Let me see if I can find it in my email. And... I've heard some things about these small card games. Um, I, I've I've seen like yeah, I'm trying to remember some twenty something or something twenty or what is it? No, there's a button shy games. I think yeah, is button one that shy. Does a lot of, yeah, a lot of those little games, and they're supposed to yeah. be really good. Yeah, this is a small box games. That's the actual name of the company. Oh, small box games. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, John Cloudus and it's Kickstarter. Let me see if I can find it. I can probably. Omen games one, two, and three. Yeah, that might be the one. It just like. Yeah, that's what I'm seeing on launch today. Yeah, Omen games one, two, and three. And you said Omen was the one he was. So yeah, was there's very popular. Yeah, that's like his big, um, big game, and it it's just an interesting card game, and it's like fun. But you know, he doesn't get the notoriety of any like. Think of it like he's an indie developer. You know, he's an indie game maker that just doesn't get the credit that that he should it's like a hidden hidden treasure but yeah omen omen is the is the big standout one there's a bunch of others that were that were pretty darn good and these are just three new games in the omen universe sort of well there's what this thing just started and it's already more than doubled its goal yeah but he had like a five thousand dollar goal so it's right. Wasn't that much. Yeah, and, It's already over that. Yeah. And the, per- twice that, and so. the production isn't like knock your socks out either. It's a deck it's just, of cards, which are right. printed nicely. And there's usually like a really plain rule book and it comes in a simple box. And, yeah. but I mean, that's fine. You, you don't need a ticket to ride sized box for every game because <laughs> you can't fit them. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> And it's really <laughs> annoying when you do get that big box and then you open it up and there's like barely anything in there. And you're like, are you freaking kidding me? Shelf space oh, is a premium. But anyway, that's what I got. Did you get anything? I did. I got uh, my Dungeon Saga Origins showed oh, yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how I missed this one that. I thought this didn't require like a dungeon master and I guess it does. <laughs> now oh, that it showed up, I yeah. was like, why is there a DM screen in this? Thing? Oh yeah. I remember in your oh, video, you're like, I went back and looked this? at it. I was like, Oh crap. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> well, but probably... I'm going to, I'm going to learn yeah. it anyways. Yeah. It's um, yeah, I'll learn it anyways. So yeah, but uh Yep. All right. That's what's new on my shelf. So nice. But other than nice. that, uh, that's it for me. Okay. Same here. All right. Let's. I know you got a roll, so let's uh, let's close it out here. So I'm Rob. 
and I was almost going to do that other one because we did that yeah. other show that other day. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Catch you all next week. I'm Mark, uh, and we'll see you at the table. Thank you.